welcome to a Pod of Tea podcast, your go-to place for teas and chats. I'm your host, Emma, and today I've got a treat of a tea, and it has travelled quite far. This tea came all the way from Amsterdam, because I went to Amsterdam this weekend just gone. It was a lovely, lovely trip, and of course, while I was there, I had to check out the tea that that fine, fine city had to offer, and I came back with the Sum Sum Ginger and Lemon Tea, so... What um give a little shake. <laughs> um, what attracted to me to this tea is that it's unlike any other tea that I've had, if I'm honest. And this might be something that you listeners may be familiar with. This kind of tea. It basically comes in little sort of chunks. It looks like dried fruit. So it looks like dried pieces of ginger and lemon. I'm pretty sure they've got sugar in them as well. So it's sort of candied ginger and lemon. And they come in this packet. And we went into the shop and the person, the shopkeep, um, presented us with these teas and said, they're great. He said, you can eat them. Like before you even put the water on, you can eat them as a little snack, a little pre-tea snack. And um, so we did, and they were very, very tasty, I must say. There was lots of different ones on offer there. And then he said, you can put them in the teacup Pour the water straight on so you don't have to put them in a diffuser of any kind. You can just take a spoonful of the tea like you would coffee and put it in the teacup straight there and then let it brew. So it doesn't dissolve. I'm going to give it a little stir. So I've got my big Happiness's Tea and Cake mug right now, which is a lovely mug. It, it kind of is what it says. <laughs> Happiness's Tea and Cake and you can't help but feel happy when you pick this big mug up in your hands. So... Um, I've put the tea in there. I'm going to give it a little stir. So let's give that a stir. There we go. It, oh, that was quite a, a slightly discordant sound coming out of there. I don't think discordant is a word, but we're, we're going to run with it. Um, yeah, so it's stirring. I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be intrigued about drinking this without it being in a diffuser because there's loads of little squares, which I think are looking at the packet, the ginger has floated to the top and then the lemon has sort of all sunk to the bottom and there's loads of little bits going around and if you smell it which you can't but if you get this tea you'll be able to smell it it smells really sweet so it smells like sweets <laughs> like lemon lemon sweeties so yeah it's really it looks really nice I, I'm going to be honest I have tried it so I know I'm in for a treat already as soon as we got it we, we had to try some um we did try we tried a lot of flavors in the shop so the shop itself also sold a, a kind of dessert, a sweet that was made out of um, tahini. Because of the show The Good Place and the character in there called Tahani, and I think someone accidentally calls her Tahini in it, I then in my head now go Tahani, Tahini, Tahini, Tahani, whenever I think about, <laughs> about Tahini, the sesame seed um, paste. So it's based on the sesame seed paste. And yeah, it was. they were really nice. I'm going to be honest, Tahini isn't... It got overdone for me once. I had a pizza. I tried a pizza and instead of cheese on it, they put tahini. So they made it vegan by doing that. And it's quite a strong flavour. Obviously, it's the, the main thing in hummus that gives it, well, chickpeas the main thing in hummus, but it gives it a lot of its flavour as well. And yeah, on the pizza, it was a little bit much. I also tried a recipe once off, um, yeah, this recipe app. 
that was that had some vegan food in it and it had a lot of tahini uh, tahini <laughs> not tahani tahini in that as well um and yeah it can be quite an intense flavor so i did find the sweets a little bit much i think not not something i would often go for but i enjoyed the experience of tasting something new the other teas that they had in there there were all sorts of flavors there was another lemon one i think it was a lemon and I think it was just lemon actually oh yes because it had little bits of lemon and it also had raisins in there so that I guess to give it an even more intense sweetness um there were there was a chocolate one which had there was a green tea and lemon one and a green tea and chocolate one um those ones I don't know if you could eat as just like a little snack or if you just turn them into tea I don't know what it's like eating dried green tea leaves if you have tried that let me know um, I don't know if I fancy trying that just at the moment um yeah but these ones the other ones that you could eat were, were really nice they were also quite a um they had quite a bit of flair in the shop there was a, an air of performance when we said you know we asked if we could try some of the teas and if you saw my Instagram story he was very performative in how he did that so that was really fun so yeah I think this is ready to have a sip so I'm going to try some as I said, it smells really sweet and lemony and gingery and oh, that's a bit slurpy. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but gosh, that is really nice. Mm. I'm hoping I've committed to the big mug and I am doing a solo podcast today. I was hoping to get Jack on again, but um, he is working quite late this week and I thought you know what I'm just gonna go I'll go solo on it so I can get it out ready for this weekend and um yeah I have now committed to this large cup of tea that I need to drink because he said at the end of the tea you can then eat like the bits that are left over in the mug which is so it's like a whole experience this tea it's not just your run-of-the-mill brew and you're done um but I don't know <laughs> it's talking by myself I am going to manage to get through all of this liquid so we're going to find out but yeah Amsterdam Amsterdam was a land of wonderful tea-based opportunities we got opportunities oh dear oh tea puns um we so we live in Norwich and there is an airport in Norwich and the flight to Amsterdam we did fly from here um and the flight from Am to Amsterdam from here is incredibly short it is quicker than going uh, than going to a lot of the places that I tend to go in the UK so obviously when I do that I travel by train or by car and this was like a on the way back it's a 30 minute flight which just felt like madness to me that it, it was that quick um literally you get into the air they give you a snack <laughs> and then you start to descend so it was quite incredible and we had three days there and we packed so much into those three days um, one of the first things we did was meet up with one of Jack's um, friends from the world of the internets, um, Arjan, and his lovely, lovely family. And um, yeah, it was great to meet them. They sent uh, met us in a place called Bagel and Beans, which was this really cute little bagel shop. Jack had a really nice redbush lemongrass tea there, and I tried some. It was lovely. By this point, so classic when you've got um, a really early flight because muggins over here thought it'd be a really good idea to book a flight at six in the morning so we could get the most out of our three-day Amsterdam trip without really considering that means getting up at four which is quite early if you then are going to have a, a whole day wandering around a city anyway so we, we got really early but Jack's shift the night before had run over really late so we didn't go to bed till really late and then we did that classic thing I don't know if you guys do this I, I know quite a few people that do this 
which is, oh my gosh, I only have four hours to sleep. I've only got three hours to sleep. You're not sleeping. You've got no hours to sleep. You need to get up now. Then it feels like you haven't had any sleep at all. So I was flagging. So we got to Bagel and Beans and I had to get a coffee. Um, and it was a really nice sweet coffee. It tasted like butterscotch pudding, um, which I've just remembered that. And we talked about how we haven't had butterscotch pudding in absolutely ages. So we're definitely going to have to get some of that soon. Um, before we met Arjan in Bagel and Beans, we went to a really nice little cafe on the corner. So it looked sort of, it was like all red and plush and everything. And we sat outside and the tables outside and both had an Earl Grey. And much to the dismay of the person running this cafe, we asked for milk with our Earl Grey. And they looked a bit like, really? That's that's what you want to do? And I've been dutifully informed when I've come back that it is quite uncommon to have Earl Grey or breakfast even with milk. Um, most of the time, you would drink it without in a lot of other countries. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But anyway, this Earl Grey we had with milk. And we just sat outside this cafe on this corner next to one of the big museums it was the the modern art museum we were sort of around the back of it so more on the street side and there were loads of people going past on bicycles so Amsterdam is known for everyone cycling which is amazing and their cycle lanes are incredible like they're just as large as a road um, but my goodness they're fearless it was like it was just an event in itself sitting there with this Earl Grey tea watching these cyclists def- you know live life on the edge <laughs> is the only way to describe it not a helmet in sight um, cars pedestrians they all had to give way to these bicycles because they were stopping for absolutely nothing there was children sort of on every part of a bike that a child could sit on we saw you know the little seats for them or just having a, ba- a backy is what we would have called it in Telford where one of you gets on the back of a bike and you just sort of like sit on the back there or like start you sit down and the person pedaling stands up so there's loads of people giving their loved ones backies around um around Amsterdam and we were just yeah blown away at how that works I did try and ride a bike when I lived in London for a while I did that thing where um I see other people doing stuff and I go, oh, that's a really good idea. That looks amazing. I'm going to commit fully to this before I've properly thought through whether it's something that I can sustain. And um, so I got this bicycle. Luckily, it wasn't, um, you know, an expensive bike or anything like that. I think I, my poor father, I think I'd messaged my dad and said, I want to start riding a bike around London. And he's like, oh, we've got one here that we're not using. I'll send it up. Or he brought it up in the back of the car. And there was one fateful trip where I tried to cycle from my flat to the Tesco Express down the road and I kid you not you could walk there in five minutes it was the smallest little cycle and I cycled there and I walked that bike back to my flat because I thought that death was imminent on those roads Uh, it was terrifying and I had a helmet and I was in the cycle lane and it was yeah I couldn't I just couldn't I couldn't cycle anymore I feel very lucky living where I do now where I'd say here in Norfolk, it's, you know, cycling, it's quite an easy place to cycle. It's very flat, very, very flat around here. So it's quite a pleasant cycle no matter where you go. Um, And yeah, I find it very enjoyable and very easy and very safe to cycle into the city here. So I feel very lucky for that. But yeah, thinking back to how I tried to cycle in London and thinking about these people who cycle in Amsterdam every day, it was amazing. There was like a lady went past and she must be going to the airport or on a long trip from the train station and she cycled past with her cabin luggage resting on the by on the um 
the handlebars of her bike and was just happily cycling. I can hardly signal. I try and pull my hand up to signal that I'm going to turn left or right and my bike wobbles all over the place. I have no idea how she's doing that, especially on the incredibly fast but um difficult I guess if you're used to them this wouldn't be a problem but it was a very different way of cycling on a Dutch bike because me and Jack stayed on a boat which was a really wonderful experience we stayed in Amsterdam Nord so it was across um the main sort of river that goes through Amsterdam there's actually a free a free ferry that will take you from one side to the other of this river um, because it's just a, a constant crossing and I think that's a really wonderful thing that they do so it was across the river and the boat it came with bikes that we could use so then we could do this really beautiful 25 minute cycle through Amsterdam Nord through all these lovely little houses where I'm convinced that all of the artists of Amsterdam must live in because they were just all so beautiful all the graphic designers and architects I think live on this street and um, yeah so we'd cycle down there on these bikes and they they just work very differently to bikes that we have here in the UK so in the UK it's very common to have brakes hand brakes so you're cycling along and then you use your hands and you pull these little levers and that breaks the bike not breaks it <laughs> stops it moving in Amsterdam what you well on the bikes that we had these Dutch bikes you pedal backwards so there's nothing on the handlebars so you use your feet you're pedaling forwards and then you need to stop so then you reverse the pedaling and that stops the bike and actually I got used to that quite quickly but it was it wasn't so much the braking it was getting going because when I sit on a bike I kind of flip the pedals around my feet till I get them to the point that I want and then launch off whereas with that one you couldn't do it because you were braking the bike they wouldn't spin backwards um there was also a very funny incident when Jack decided to uh, be quite funny on the bike and sort of kick his legs out like he was in a, some kind of Mary Poppins film <laughs> and then forgot that he needed his feet on the pedals to brake and went into some shrubbery. So that was very, very funny. Um, yeah, so those are the bikes. I'm going to have another sip of my tea here. Okay, guys, what has just happened is because the bits are floating in the tea... I've just eaten some, <laughs> so wasn't really intending it. Now, the bits on the top, from the way it smells and the way you eat it when it's dried, it's a very obviously going to be a very different texture. And what I've just eaten is very soft and a little bit spongy. <laughs> you know what? I don't know how much I cared for it. It was... It wasn't a bad thing. I wouldn't say... I'd say the tea is definitely better than the bits that have been brewing in the tea giving it another little stir to see if some of the lemon bits are still whole. They are. Some of the, you know what, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to try it. So I'm pretty sure what I just ate was some ginger. I'm going to try some of the lemon now. Mmm. Oh, my. Oh, it's strong. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm guessing what's happened is when they make this tea is that they do use sugar and they kind of put make these candied pieces and then you put that in the teacup and the water kind of takes oh I'm getting a phone call I'm gonna pause hello and I'm back okay there was a brief interlude um, as my sister-in-law called me which took a little while it took long enough for a mysterious traveling wanderer who was clearly attracted to the flat by the tea you could smell the ginger and lemon wafting on the Norfolk wind I was like a cartoon where you see the the, sm the smell and I was drifting through the air with my nose following the smell. My feet and arms were off the ground. And I was going... 
all the way back home. So, hello, Jack here. It's Jack Ewans. He's back. He's back from work early. So, he's come midway through us drinking the Sum Sum ginger and lemon tea. So, Jack was obviously with me when we got this. So, Jack, Mm. I just tried the bits. (laughs) So, you haven't drunk the tea yet? Oh, no, I've drank the tea. I've been drinking the tea. Um, But what happened is when I drank the tea, some of the bits... Let me so try some the bits. person in the shop have some have a try. The person in the shop said that you could um, put it in without a diffuser, didn't he? So then what mm-hmm. happens is that you accidentally eat some. So what do you think to that? Very good. You like it, yeah. I yeah. Like. So try and so the top bits. I think of the ginger. Try and get down to the bottom there. That's where mm. I think the lemon is. There's loads of like. Oh god, it's hard to get. It is hard to get. It's like fishing. <laughs> tea, fishing. Fishing. Like fishing. There oh, you go. God. All right, here we go. Yeah, proper bits of little bit of lemon. Yeah, yeah taste little... this much stronger, isn't it? Mmm, I like it though. Yeah, it's fun. This is a fun tea. So <laughs> I haven't seen this tea in the Do UK. You mind if I but... No, you, yeah, have have a How sip. Did you say that. Yeah, I haven't seen the, this tea in the UK before. I haven't seen one where there are mm. chunks that you would then brew and that you can then eat, and definitely not ones that you can mm. eat before brewing. So if someone in the UK has this tea and you happen to be listening to this podcast, let me know because there are so many flavours that I would have wanted to get. This was, I would say, on the expensive side of teas. I wouldn't normally spend this much, but now because I've started this podcast, apparently <laughs> all bets are off and I'm going to end up buying all sorts of weird and wonderful teas. So it was also in the sort of tourist centre so obviously they might yeah. like ramp the price up you know that's very true mm. they, they might have made it a bit more pricey so this was 14 euros um it doesn't say how many grams are in there it's quite a big bag i'd say you get like a fair few teas out of this yeah like yeah. how much did you put in there i put in like two teaspoons okay did the, there was a recommended amount it doesn't say so this is the thing on the bag it's a, similar to the tea that we looked at two weeks ago there are no ingredients on the bag it just says ginger and lemon that's all it is. That so is literally all that's in the must just be bag. ginger and lemon in there. Um, but as I said on this earlier when you went here, I definitely think they've added sugar. Like yeah, 100%. I can taste that as well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's really, it is really, really nice. It's really fun. And the tea itself, so the bugbear with a lot of herbal teas is that they smell better than they taste. And I will say this one sm- tastes as good as it smells. It's, it is really, really nice. Mm. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. So I was talking about some of the teas that we had in Amsterdam, Jack. Mm-hmm. Now we got, I, I spoke about how we had our Earl Grey looking at the cyclist going yeah. fast. Talking about Earl Grey, Jack made himself a tea before he came in here. So you are actually drinking an Earl Grey I'm right now. I'm drinking an Earl Grey, yeah. And I can confirm he is drinking it with milk. So on our boat that we stayed on, there wasn't any milk on the boat. Because we were only there for a few days and we never actually made it to the big, big supermarket. We never bought milk for the boat itself. No. Um, we just bought pastries <laughs> for <laughs> breakfast. So there were some Earl Greys on there. The, uh, the host had left us a nice little box of teas to drink, which was lovely. And so we had Earl Greys and we thought, well, we'll just try them without milk. And it was so nice. Well, you can have, you're meant, well, Earl Grey you can have with or without milk. Yeah. And we, there was, there was like three different versions of Earl Grey in the box, but I think you can drink any Earl Grey without milk, but they had specifically Earl Grey black tea, which was what we had for, that's, that's really nice. Cause yeah. That tastes like the unfiltered Earl Grey. Yeah, definitely. It was mm. really, really nice. It was, um, it was. It was what? So 
sorry, I was getting Jack to squid just yes. a little what bit. What was it? What was it? Let me know. <laughs> it tasted quite sweet in a way, mm. I thought. And the bitterness that I often get from, we were saying like with a normal breakfast tea, when you drink that without milk, it can be quite bitter. The tannins yeah, yeah. come through. Um, whereas with the Earl Grey without milk, it was just quite light. Obviously, we didn't overbrew it. Mm. I think it's part of the trick. But it was great. And I think one of my favourite bits of Amsterdam was sitting on the deck of our boat, <laughs> cups of tea in hand, under blankets. Delightful. Oh, it was so pleasant. <laughs> it was a pleasant, pleasant time. Yeah. And that was when we had the blood moon. There was like a, like a the moon was red. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or so like if really you played orange. Zelda Breath of the Wild, which <laughs> if you like video games and you have a Switch, you must have played. That's why I called it the blood. And yeah, so there is there is a event that happens that gets all of the baddies to respawn in the game. And it's when this red moon rises. And it looked just like that. And I could hear Zelda's voice on the wind. The blood moon rises once again. That's my, that's my Zelda impression. It was really weird because I wasn't expecting it. I looked at it and I was like, the moon is just like, re- it was like a really deep orange. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just lovely to look at that and uh, drink our teas mm-hmm. outside on a boat in Amsterdam. Just wonderful, wonderful, mm. wonderful times. <laughs> I don't know if there was any other teas. I mentioned the tea that we had with Arjan and I mentioned the yep. tea that we had watching the cyclists mm-hmm. and then this one we were recommended a tea shop by Arjan and we didn't go I know I feel bad sorry Arjan sorry. if you listen to this we didn't end up seeking out the shop that you recommended no mainly because we found the Sum Sum shop we so, didn't really want temptation after spending 14 years yeah, exactly, on tea. Yeah. We, we, might, we might have seen something that made us regret our previous yes. uh, impulse buy yeah, it is, I'd say, like, quite, as all cities are, really, it was a reasonably expensive place. Mm. It's, it's tea that you eat, though, that's what, we this saw that, it. and we were yeah. like, tea that you eat, so we had to buy it, and then we are like, okay, well, let's not look for any more tea, because we might not, we might regret not getting the Sum Sum, so. Yeah, and it's a fun name, Sum Sum. Sum Sum, ginger and lemon. And ginger and lemon, mm. yeah, really, really good. So, if you know of this kind of tea, I haven't seen it. I've there's quite. I realised the other day we are spoilt for tea shops in Norwich. There's quite a few really nice establishments that you can go in and get mm. fresh, like fresh tea. All tea is dried, but like <laughs> loose, <laughs> loose leaf teas and a really good selection. And I haven't seen this, so mm. maybe it. Maybe this is a new thing. Maybe it's a new fad. Yeah. I mean, we're getting to the philosophical questions now. What is a tea, really? <laughs> what is a tea? Does this even constitute as a tea? Is it just sweets that we're, like, cooking up in hot water? I and think it's... Is it a soup? It's, it's, um, a broth? I know what you mean, because tea, obviously, tea is the tea leaves. Mm. So it's like a plant. But this is ginger... Ginger's... Is, what is ginger? Ginger's spice? A root? A root? Ginger's ginger, a root. Yeah, ginger root. Yeah, so... I guess that's what constitutes it being a tea yeah. because it's plant based. These are, you know, these are the things that we need to know. What is a tea? Whereas I'm coffee's going to a look bean. Up. Coffee is a bean. Yeah, so it's not. But a not all beans are coffee. Right. <laughs> okay. This is we're going deep now. I have just googled what is tea. So <laughs> it's a noun: a hot drink made by infusing the dried, crushed leaves of the tea plant in boiling water. The evergreen shrub or small tree which produces tea leaves native to southern and eastern Asia, grown as a major cash crop. There you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, so... But this is obviously falling into the band of herbal teas, a subcategory of tea. A we branch can... off the tree. Of, of tea. tea. 
<laughs> there's all the chemicals and shit. God, Google's a wonder, isn't it? But then there's bubble tea. Obviously, that's going to be a fun episode when we get around to doing a bubble doing tea. Doing a bubble tea. Yeah, so there's a new bubble tea shop opening in Norwich that we saw. There's already exactly. one here. Yeah, well, um, which we've been to, which was very nice. Might I suggest that we take the microphone and laptop out one day and oh. do an on the street episode and we drink bubble tea? That sounds amazing. Guys, are you up for that? Don't, do you want to hear us out on the wild streets of Norwich? Don't count me out of it. Okay. <laughs> don't go and do it sneakily. <laughs> do it with you. Like <laughs> I did the first I, half of this podcast sneaking around. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, I'd love to be there for that. Yeah. It'd be really fun. That sounds amazing. Wait, where is the other one then if they've got one opening up? There's one on, because um, the one opening up is in one of the malls, Mal's. Castle Mal, yeah. Yeah, and the other one is on one of the little side streets in the, the fun, quirky bit on the lanes, oh. Norwich lanes. Oh, I, did, that I way. did not know that there was one there. Yeah. I'm going to go there now. <laughs> no. I was daydreaming the other day about if you could do like a tea tour. I wonder. There's all these yeah. things that I think that we should do. A tea, a tea tour would be really, really nice around Norwich. Getting to stop mm. off, sample some nice brews yeah. as you go. And I just noticed today at the forum, mm. they do a, an actual tea and chat meetup. Do they but, really? But not, but not about tea specifically. You just get tea and biscuits and it's like just... And then you have a chat. It's just a chat. It's, it's like the a perfect thing, yeah. catalyst for a good conversation is yeah. a cup of tea because there's something to do. Mm-hmm. There's something to stimulate you as you go. It's lovely. Yeah. It's really, really lovely. As was Amsterdam. Yeah. Amsterdam so what were your, what would you say were your highlights? Top three favourite things... That we did in Amsterdam, like activities. Uh, number one, I will say definitely was our evening in on the boat. Mm-hmm. Like what we just discussed, the blood moon. We just had a nice, nice conversation outside on a boat, drinking our teas and you know, and relaxing. And then my second <laughs> thing was going, going to the art museum. Art museum was very very good. It was a bear in mind. It was a modern art museum, and modern art is is just I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's you know how do you describe modern art modern when art, you look at like a blue square on the wall? Yeah, you're like what is this meant to be? I love modern <laughs> art. I love going to modern art museums. I love going to the Tate in London because mm. you're never bored because it challenges you because you either think it's brilliant or you think it's terrible. And you just don't understand why it would be art, but that in itself is an engaging thing. And you're like, oh, this is really weird. It's very funny to laugh at, I'll yeah. say that much. <laughs> but then other times, what I like about it so much is that it then puts you in that state of like not knowing if you're going to like something or not. And then you'll walk into a room and you'll see something and you'll be like, that's amazing. Yeah, I would that's be That's amazing. And it's amazing in ways using materials and concepts that you wouldn't get normally in art because they're pushing the boundaries. I I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy some of the pieces in there, for real, like genuinely just taken aback, like, wow, that's really impressive. There were some pieces in there which uh, did that. But there were some pieces in there that made me, like, cringe and laugh inside. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe that's, like, in a museum and people are looking at it. But um, And your third thing, your third favourite. My third thing was taking the boat tour. The around, boat tour around, around the city because it was a historical, uh, like I had like a voiceover thing that you put these headphones into the boat. Very dated, but very funny. Yeah, and very, very informative. Very informative. Very very informative. I have never heard the word gable. Gables. So many times. She loves those gables. That Goodness narrator. me. <laughs> Amsterdam is rife with gables. And if you don't know what a gable is, <laughs> a gable is a, a 
like a wooden post with a hook on it, or like a hoop on it at the top. Yes. And they would run a rope through it at the top of the building, so you could pull cargo up to different doors that were sort of one on the ground, one halfway up, and one sort of up higher on the third level. Mm. So you'd use the gable as like a pulley system to pull cargo off ships up to the levels of the house or building or whatever business is being run there. That's what a gable is, everyone, and they come in all shapes and sizes. And you can do a gable tour of Amsterdam <laughs> based on these on these people's recommendations. And from from that boat ride, um, we went past. So we went out onto like the main river bit, which mm. is where I was talking about the free ferry earlier. And they pointed out the Nemo Science Museum, and there's like a roof terrace on it. And that and you could sit. You can just sit up there for free. You can get a beer or a tea and look out over Amsterdam and see this wonderful, wonderful view. And we hadn't realised that was something you could do, so we only found out about it from the boat tour. And then we had about three hours left in Amsterdam before we had to get our plane. And we like just power walked our way over to this Nemo Science Museum and sat on the top of it. And it was just the perfect way to end. Yeah, I'm glad we we like because it was kind of fortunate where the boat stopped, where we did all that. that yeah, get, that we were actually quite close to it. So yeah, it, it was like a twenty time. minute walk or something yeah. from where we were. So we just walked there, went up to the roof, had a drink, just one. Yeah, saw that little girl running around like a dog. It was she was <laughs> running around on all fours, pretending like, yeah, to be a dog. For, and it was for context, like it's really hard to explain that without you seeing it. But the, the terrace is made of loads and loads of steps, and this little girl was running on her hands and legs. But keeping her hands and legs like quite straight, mm-hmm. and it was it was impressive. She was running like a real. She dog. was like it a was, gymnast. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah. But, she, but but there was so much energy in her. She didn't stop, and everyone was watching her. Like, yeah, just like, like there's this girl running around like a dog, and it, yeah, she did not stop. But but I'm glad we managed to get up there and see the view, and then you know we head on to get our bags. Everything was kind of kind of close in that last yeah. bit, which was really fortunate actually because that's like, a nice thing about mm. Amsterdam you can go there and you can so where we stayed as I said it was like a 25 minute bike ride from the ferry we re- we hardly got public transport we got the plane we got the plane obviously we got the plane we got the train from the plane to um the city and then we got a tram first to the boat so that we could get, you know, because it was a bit far to well, walk. We wanted to find out where we were going as well. And once we got once we got the bikes, we, we didn't really use any of the public transport. We just cycled to the ferry and then walked around. And that was so, it's so freeing. I always find really, myself really happy and feeling really free when I know I don't have to rely on a car or a train or something. Sure, I'm, uh, I tell a lie. I tell a lie, Emma. You I'm tell go- a lie. I'm going to remove... My number two from my list, the Modern Art Museum. I'm yeah. Replace it with that Bloomin bike ride. Oh yes. Because I totally overlooked possibly the best bike ride I've ever been on in my <laughs> life, which was we were biking through this part of um like sort of the outskirts of the city, but was, it looked you've probably described yeah. it. So yeah, it looked like a postcard. Like everywhere beautiful. you looked, it looked so idyllic, idyllic and and perfect. And it, and I said to you, it looked like a set on a movie. Yeah. Where like it 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 couldn't be real, but it was. Um, I'll replace the modern art museum with that with because the cycle. That, that cycle was so pleasant and it didn't went on for ages. That was yeah. the thing. Like it wasn't a short. It was a half an hour long bike ride. But when yeah. the, with the lamps lighting up the street and everything, it was very it was lovely. Yeah. That's where Jack um, suggested that we retire. So <laughs> well, <laughs> to the boat. <laughs> no, to the um. Oh, when we reti- actual retire. retirement. <laughs> so Amsterdam, we might be coming your way. So I would definitely recommend Amsterdam for a city break. <laughs> Yeah, and definitely. as we have explained, there's many a fine tea you can get in that lovely, lovely city. 
So yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. So the Sum Sum Ginger Lemon Tea, I can't recommend where you can get it if you want to try this tea. You're going to have to go on a hunt now. Or Sum Sum. Sum Sum in Amsterdam. (laughs) Yeah, Sum Sum in Amsterdam. They are um, on Instagram and stuff, so there might be a way of finding it. I'm going to have a bit more of this, uh, these cubes. Mm -mm. Some more of the soft cubes. Um, Yeah, so they're on there. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with a whole nother tea. Mm-hmm. to have a little chat about yeah. which is very exciting so everyone have a wonderful couple of weeks enjoy the rest of your Sunday or whatever day it happens to be that you're listening to this and yeah oh and do find do find me on Instagram if you have it I'm quite enjoying Instagram at the moment I'm posting up pictures of my favourite cups that's usually uh, the, <laughs> the, main, the main social outlet for yeah tea. I put little things on the story when I'm recording or like if I go to a tea shop and take some have some samples or if I just think something looks nice I'm posting out on the story and I'm posting up pictures of my favourite cups and mugs on there so do come and find me I believe I'm just at pod of tea on Instagram so come over and say hello until then cheers to Lou see you soon bye